Welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, Michael Sherlock. We all have potential, but sometimes we need inspiration to get us to our peak performance. Whether you are starting out in your career, ready to move up the corporate ladder, or taking the leap into entrepreneurship, Michael's guests provide powerful tools and resources to shock your potential. Shock Your Potential is a global professional development training company committed to your unique journey. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am your host, Michael Sherlock, and all month long, we are talking to elite entrepreneurs, those entrepreneurs who have found their own secret sauce and might be willing to share some of the ingredients with us. Today, my guest is Wayne Mullins. He's the founder and CEO of a company, and wait until you get the name of this company because I love it so much. Ugly Mug Marketing. Doesn't that just give you a great description? And over the past 20 years, he's scaled multiple companies and helped hundreds of entrepreneurs to do the very same thing with their companies. So Ugly Mug Marketing has, uh, you know, they've got quite a following. They've won the praises of some of the leading influencers in the business world, such as Chris Voss. A few of us know that name. By the way, he's a New York Times bestselling author of Never Split the Difference. Neil Patel, founder of Quick Sprout and Kiss, Kiss Metrics, and uh, you know a few more. Ari Weinsweig. Oh my goodness, and I can't even say it. But the co-founder of Zingerman's, and you all know that if you know about the cheesecake. So part, I'm so sorry, Ari. I totally screwed up your name, but you know I think he'll forgive us. But Wayne works directly with people just like us, and he helps them to uh, to grow and scale their business. But get this, he's worked directly, his work has directly influenced more than 100,000 entrepreneurs like us every year from his blog, his books, his training programs. And he's worked personally with clients in over 100 industries from every corner of the globe. Now, uh, he also has some numbers and you guys know how important numbers are to me. He says that uh, based on all this, he directly influences more than a quarter million entrepreneurs every year. So we know he's got a lot to share us with us. And Wayne, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, Michael. And Ari's last name, for the record, is very difficult to, to pronounce. So I'm completely understanding. He, I'm sure, understands it as well that uh, it probably gets messed up quite often for him. You know, but thank you so I, much for the opportunity. Yeah. And, you know, my, my listeners know that I screw up people's names all the time. So they're like, oh yeah, there she goes again. So no, but nobody uh, even would even, you know, be surprised in the least, but yes, thank you for joining us. I can't wait to learn more about you, but you know, I just hit some of the highlights of your bio, but tell us a little bit more about you, Ugly Mug Marketing and how you help your clients to shock their potential. Yeah, absolutely. So Ugly Mug Marketing, we're coming up on our 13th year in business. Um, and over the course of those 13 years, it, it's like Darren Hardy would say, it's been an entrepreneurial roller coaster, to say the mm. least. You know, we've had our ups, we've had our downs. Um, but through it all, what I would say is that the one thing that has remained consistent is our desire as a company and as an organization to continually improve, to continually get better. And it's, mm -hmm. I think, as a result of that, that underlying belief, no matter how good things are or how bad things may be, that we know we're looking for ways to get a little bit better each and every day. And what I would say is, Michael, it's, it's that mentality that has brought our company 
into connection with people like Chris Voss, like Ari, like Neil, um, you know, like Greg McEwen. Uh, we just finished working with him on a book launch. So it's, I think it's that mentality. And I think that for me and for listeners, people listening in the entrepreneurial world, sometimes we, when we're on this roller coaster, when we're enduring the great highs and the terrible lows, um, it's easy to lose sight of the incremental improvements day right. in and day out. And so what I would say to anyone listening is that use that as your North Star, right? So if things are terrible right now in your business and you're struggling and it's just everything you do seems to not be working, not be helping, um, make a commitment to yourself to find out how you can make whatever it is you're trying a little bit better tomorrow and right. let that serve as your, your North Star, the point of direction that you're aiming with your company. Yeah, I think that is incredible advice and it's really good. And especially, you know, after not that business doesn't have its ups and downs anyway, but after the pandemic and as people are settling in, um, you know, there's all kinds of other emotions that have been going through that. And some businesses did well during it and some didn't. Some have started new ventures, some have closed, new, you know, old ventures. Um, but that sense of remember, you know, on that on the roller coaster, sometimes you can't see that next, you know, where that next curve is going to be, you know, you're just sometimes holding on, don't want to fall out of the, uh, out of the seat, but you are still making progress. I think that's really, that's really comforting thing to remember. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, it's so difficult though, you know, like you just said, when we're on the roller coaster and when we're going down, so in other words, things aren't looking good. They're looking grim. Everything looks dire. Yeah. Um, when we're in that process, if you just visualize a roller coaster, you often can't see the next up, the next, the next successes that are coming because right. your focus is on the direction you're currently heading. And yeah. that's why I think it's so important for entrepreneurs um, to make incremental progress their North Star, because what it does is it says, I'm going to always keep my eyes up, even if it's just a little bit, right? I, things can be falling apart, but if I keep my eyes up just a little bit, to say, what's the one thing I can do to get better today? It helps shift our focus. And, you know, it, it kind of ties into that. How do we actually realize our potential? How do we actually unlock what is, what is tapped away? And I think that's a big part of it is learning to kind of ignore what appears to be going on around us, right? When, mm -hmm. when things are looking really phenomenal, right? We don't want to deceive ourselves. We want to be aware of the pitfalls that may be coming. We want to plan for those, prepare for those. And the same is true of the opposite. When things are looking dire, that we are keeping our head up a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, and remembering exactly right. When you're on that way down and you're just trying to hold on because you don't know what's going to happen next, it's really hard to lift your eyes up and try to look for what's next because you're anticipating more of the bad instead of saying, okay, well, if we're going down, at least at some point in time, we got to go up again. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So tell me what, so I want to know a little bit more about your company and what you do for people, but I have to ask you first, how'd you come up with the name Ugly Mug Marketing? Sure. So the name Ugly Mug Marketing is actually a play on a phrase from a gentleman of the name David Ogilvy. So David Ogilvy is the, or was the co-founder of Ogilvy and Mather. Um, which at one point was the largest ad agency in the world. They were the largest for, I think, about a 12-year period. Wow. Um, they're still in the top 10 today, so they have offices literally around the world. But David had a saying that was, I would rather an ad that's ugly but effective than mm -hmm. one that's beautiful that isn't. Yeah. And so 
for us, you know, in the world that we live in, so marketing, advertising, um, it's very easy to get caught up, to get distracted by pursuing design awards or pursuing clever marketing campaign yes. awards. And what we want to make sure that we're always remembering is that it doesn't matter if we win awards. What matters is, are we getting results for our clients at the end of the day? And right. that's really what the name represents for us. Um, it represents the fact that no matter what we're doing, our clients' best interests, their true goals are the things that we should be aiming for. Yeah, I agree. I think that's fantastic. Plus, a lot of times, you know, you realize that that are there are things that, you know, people are pursuing that also sound great, but they, they aren't true. And let me give you an example, because you were talking about pursuing, you know, awards. And I was thinking about, you know, Chris Voss. He, when you are a New York Times bestselling author, you are a New York Times bestselling author. You know, that's that's a big deal. But best-selling authors can happen in a lot of ways. And some of them are, you know, by manipulation and some are by buying all your own books and some are because, you know, you gave it away free on Amazon for the day. And all those things may still technically be true, but they're not the same degree of right. So what's more important is, are you actually selling books? Are you actually having business results? Are you actually selling more widgets or more services? And how you get there uh, matters more than how pretty it is or what you can say you've accomplished if it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I completely agree with that, Michael. I think we live in a world and it's being amplified right now with the influencer culture that we live in that yeah. people give these grand appearances online, that everything's perfect, that the business <laughs> is perfect, that um, yep. the book, you know, made the New York Times list or whatever it may be. And sure, there, there's some elements of truth probably in all of those things, but we're only seeing a small glimpse. And yeah. I think, you know, if I, if I could tie this back to us as entrepreneurs, I think the comparison trap is an extremely dangerous one for us. Mm -hmm. um, I know it was for me, and, and it's still a tempting thing to fall into, right? We look around and we say, you know, well, they've only been in business for half the amount of time and look at how good they're doing. Or yeah. if we were only in that business, imagine how much easier or better or whatever these things may be. And <laughs> it's such a dangerous road to go down, right? Mm -hmm. that, that road of comparison, comparing what we have to what appears to be something great that somebody else has. Yeah. I was thinking, uh, so about this time last year, we had revamped my, the podcast and we'd, I'd actually taken an entire year off and then we revamped and relaunched in May of 2020. And all of a sudden then my, the caliber of guests really in, increased and I had incredible new guests who had great business success. And somewhere around September of 2020, I remember thinking, uh, you know, like really feeling bad for myself. Cause I'm like, I am interviewing these people whose businesses are way more successful than mine. <laughs> and I was like, what am I doing? And then now, as I like to remind myself, Oprah didn't start out as a billionaire. Oprah started interviewing other people who'd done more or different than she had and learned from them and, and use that to build. And, and so every time I get in that comparison mindset too, I try and say, okay, what can I learn from this person or this situation what does apply to me? What doesn't apply to me? But what can I learn from it? Is there anything I can learn from it? Yeah, that, that's so good. It, it reminds me of actually something that I learned from Ari over at Zingerman's. And um, they kind of have one of their natural laws of business. And one of those natural laws says that as you become more successful, 
um, you don't, your problems don't magically go away. So as your business grows and gets more successful, the problems don't just disappear. You actually get bigger and different problems, right? Yeah. So the problems just get amplified. So, you know, imagine my company, we've got 10 employees. So the problems we face with making payroll for 10 employees or employee HR issues or whatever the issues may be, um, they may seem daunting. They may, they may seem, you know, too much to handle at times or whatever, but you take a company like Zingerman's who, you know, has somewhere between five and 700 employees, yeah. you know, it just amplifies the, those problems. And I think sometimes we will spend so much time wishing ourselves into those other environments, not really understanding or grasping, look, the, the problems don't go anywhere. We're in this thing called the entrepreneurial journey. And <laughs> there's no point in this journey, no matter how quote unquote successful you get, that the problems disappear. They just yeah. don't. Absolutely. I totally agree without a doubt. Well, Wayne, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsor for the month and we will be right back. Have you ever considered hiring a virtual assistant, but didn't know where to start? Let Kukua Biz help. Kukua Biz matches talented professionals from Kenya with small businesses around the globe. Affordable weekly rates allow you to have a dedicated full-time staff member to help you with anything from administrative tasks, social media management, public relations, and more. Go to kukuabiz.com today for more information or email info at kukuabiz.com. Kukua Biz, that's K-U-K-U-A-B-I-Z.com. And we are back with Wayne Mullins and we are talking about, oh gosh, many of the challenges as, as entrepreneurs we all face. And I, but I still want to make sure that we talk a little bit more specifically about what you do. I know you uh, indicated that you just completed helping somebody with a book launch, book launch. What kind of marketing projects do you like to tackle with your clients? Sure. Absolutely, Michael. So we kind of work in three buckets, if you will. Um, one would be web development. So we build a lot of custom websites uh, for clients all over. Uh, the other would be social media marketing. So that's specifically, we focus on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Those are the three platforms that we know best. And we run lots and lots of campaigns every month. That's a very, uh, that's a very fancy word of saying, um, we run literally hundreds of campaigns, lots and lots is a easier way of saying that, I guess. Um, and then the last bucket is just what we would call results-based marketing. And those would be clients who come to us and they really want to hand us every component, every piece of their marketing. They don't have the time, the capacity, they don't have the ability, whatever it may be. And so we completely come in and take over all of their marketing for them. Mm -hmm. Well, and marketing is such a, it's an evolving, continuously evolving um, specialty. And uh, the, the areas that you're in are really, really important. And I was, I just had seen something, I don't, maybe I actually saw it on your website, um, but kind of that question of, you know, is your website even really working for you or does it cost you more to, to, uh, to just have it? Is it costing you in different ways? So when people come to you, are they surprised? Um, I mean, you think that most people understand the kind of basics of marketing today, but are they surprised by how many elements are truly important to have a successful marketing campaign? <laughs> The answer is absolutely yes. When when someone comes to us for our results-based marketing, that's where we're coming in and completely taking over. Um, you know, it, they're, they're just blown away by the number of things that are taking place at one point in time. Um, you know, one of the things that makes us a little bit different than a lot of other, our competitors in our, in our space, um, and again, this is just 
a way that we differentiate ourselves. It's a way that we try to stand out is the way we define marketing is this, Michael, that marketing is your ability to attract and to keep a customer. Now, Mm -hmm. most people in the world, when they think of marketing, they think of attracting customers. But when we add that second part of that definition, your ability to actually keep customers. You know, we live in this world today, Michael, where, where when we look around the brands that are succeeding today, the companies that are succeeding today are the companies who can take ordinary customers and turn them into evangelists Mm. for their brand. So they build these armies of people who love their product, love their service, love what the organization stands for so much that they're willing to go out and share that message with the world. And so that opens up to our clients a whole different perspective. So marketing no longer just stops at the moment somebody takes out their wallet and hands you money, right? right? Marketing continues all the way through. How do we give people, our customers, tools? How do we give them resources? How do we teach them? how to go spread the message for us. And that's, that's, you know, that's really, I think the thing that opens people's eyes the most it's there's this whole other component that we've been completely ignoring and we didn't realize how important it was until we started actually seeing the results from it. Yes, absolutely. And we all know that, you know, the cost of acquiring a new customer is high. Typically it depends on what industry you're in, but, but keeping that customer as a repeat customer and or a referral source is incredibly valuable. And if all you're doing is focusing on getting the next one, you'll miss that opportunity to nurture and care for them. I get it. So you've shared a little bit already about kind of your entrepreneurial journey um, and the ups and downs of that roller coaster, which I really appreciate. But what do you think, besides, you know, this element of always trying to grow incrementally, do you find anything else that you can, you know, look back on now, 13 years into this business and say, here's another element that I'm so glad we did, or that we maintained or headspace that we kept that really is allowing us not only to be successful today, but to continue to evolve into the future. Sure. I would start with myself. So, you know, I'm, I'm the founder, I'm the leader of this company. And Michael Gerber has a great quote. And I, I don't remember which book it's from. I don't think it's from Emeth. But the quote basically says something along these lines, that if your business is sloppy, if your business is disorganized, it's merely a reflection of you as the leader. Yes. And that quote for me, really, I mean, it's still to this day, I don't like that quote, quote right? I mean, it, it, because it, forces me when I look around and I see problems in the business, when I look around, if there's chaos or confusion, it forces me first to go look in the mirror and say, how is this a reflection of me as a leader? How is this maybe even a reflection of me in my personal life? Yes. And so that mentality for entrepreneurs is so important because what it does, Michael, is it removes this idea of the problem is somewhere out there. And as long as there's a problem out there, I have something to complain about. I have something to whine about. I have something to put that blame on. But if I, if I believe what Michael Gerber says is true, then it forces me to go look in the mirror. Now I can still whine and complain. I can still blame, but the person I'm whining and complaining about is me. The person I have to place the blame on is me. And so what I would say is that mentality The mentality, you know, there's a phrase that I love to say, it's how you do anything is how you do everything. 
<laughs> so so true. how you do anything is how you do everything. And, and for us as entrepreneurs, we need to be the example. Mm-hmm. We need to, as you said, we need to make sure our headspace is right. We need to make sure that we are living to our full potentials before we come in and start demanding other people to mm-hmm. live up to their full potential. So yeah. for me, that would be another huge, huge, uh, I guess you'd say it's something that I haven't arrived, right? It's something that I, like I said, I still hate that quote from Michael Gerber <laughs> because it forces that reflection, right? It forces me to yeah. deal with myself. I agree. And, but as you were talking, as you're talking, I'm like, okay, that's my reflection. I totally get that at times, but I've been really working on those areas the last couple of years. And what I'm trying to embrace right now is kind of what we said, you said in the beginning is just seeing that I'm a little bit better today than I was yesterday, which means that when I look back over the last couple of years, I'm way better than I was at the last couple of years. And I'm way better than when I was first a manager 20 some years ago. Uh, and leader, not just manager, but leader. And, um, and that, I guess that sense of, you know, grace of giving yourself some grace to say, okay, there are days that I'm messier than others without a doubt, but man, I'm, I, I want to do it because I want to, I want to model that I'm trying to continually work on it, but I'll never be perfect at it. No, absolutely. And I, I completely agree. I know that my, my response kind of sounds like this harsh, you know, uh, beat up ourselves <laughs> type of thing. And, you know, to be honest with you, I kind of lean that direction. I can be very <laughs> I hard too. on myself. <laughs> I do too. That's why I was like, yeah, I totally know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but I, I do completely agree with you. And it goes back to what you, what, you, what you brought up, where it's like, we do have to give ourselves grace. We do have to understand that we're not going to go from step A to step Z in a week or a month or a year, that it's a journey. It's a yeah. process. And you know, one of the lessons I remember learning, uh, this was probably 2015, 2016. Um, at that point, Ugly Mug Marketing, um, we'd come out of several years of struggle. We were finally getting some traction. And, you know, I was kind of reflecting back. I was looking back on that journey. And, you know, there were, I, I clearly saw the gap from several years before to where we'd finally made it. We kind of closed this gap. We mm. journeyed across that gap. But then what I realized was there was still a big gap between where we were then and where we wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And so it, it really honestly just kind of led me to a place of depression because I was like, you know what? I just struggled through all of this. I fought yep. through all of this. I made it through all of this. And yet there's still this gap that exists. There's another and gap. <laughs> there's another gap. And so the realization for me was, was this, Michael, is that I have to work to learn to love the gap. I have to work on myself and learn to embrace the challenges, to embrace the hardships, to embrace the downs. As much as I love to embrace the good, I also have to learn to embrace the downsides and look for the good in the downs. Yeah. I think that would be a good title for a book. Love the gap. I'm always coming up with book names for everybody else. So I like it. (laughs) (laughs) I like it too. Well, Wayne, I love it. We're going to have all of your contact information on our show notes, but just in case somebody wants to look you up right now, what's the best way for them to find you? The simplest place is on our website and that's just uglymugmarketing.com. All of our links are there, social media, email addresses, phone numbers, all that stuff. Excellent. Well, before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? Sure. If you don't mind, I'm going to give something kind of in the marketing world. 
um, in that side. I know we've talked mostly about kind of the entrepreneurial journey during our time, but what I would say is, you know, I've really been heavily involved in marketing for about 20 years now um, through some companies that I owned previously and was very engaged and involved in all the marketing to now for the past 13 years, literally working with, with count, you know, countless thousands of entrepreneurs from around the world through trainings, courses, blogs, all this stuff. Um, and as much as I hate using the, the term or the word secret, like what's the secret, what's the one thing that can drastically change your marketing, I keep coming back to the same thing over and over again. And what I've come to realize, Michael, is this, that empathy is the ultimate marketing secret. Empathy. And, you know, I'm not much of a, a touchy-feely kind of person. <laughs> so, you know, when I say that, you know, for me, it even sounds like, oh, you're, you're leaning in this whole emotional side of things. But what I can tell you is, as I reflect literally with working with all these clients, is that the clients who lean into and learn to have true empathy. So, you know, there's a difference between acknowledging someone else's pain or their desires or their, their goals, whatever it may be, versus acknowledging them and actually having the ability to feel what they feel. When yes. a client truly has empathy for the people they serve, their customers, their clients, everything changes for them. The way they communicate all of their marketing messages change. The way they deliver their products completely changes. The way they serve their staff, the way the staff serves the customers, all of that hinges and changes on that one word. So yes. that I think would be the magic word for marketing. I love it. I, I agree. And I think it's incredibly powerful message. I don't think it's all touchy feely. Like you said, I think it's, I mean, I think that's really, that's very insightful, but it really will affect the top and bottom line, you know, in, in every organization. Wayne, thank you so much for sharing your story, a little bit of your backstory with us, as well as telling us about your company. Thank you for your words of wisdom without a doubt. And thank you for being our guest today. Thank you so much, Michael. I enjoyed our conversation. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees, and sales mixology, why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. Make sure to check out our Shock Your Potential app, on-demand professional training resources to help you excel in your career. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.